I was feeling so guilty about that. I didn't realize how bad it was coming out. Hi, guys. Welcome to episode 139 of Gouda and Gouda in progress. We uh, got a little crossed up on uh, whether or not we should record. And uh, halfway through the episode, we decided that, yeah, we should record. And we weren't. <laughs> you want to so just to catch up to speed, Mountain Dew gingerbread guys, soda bag. Do you guys want to reminisce about uh, the <laughs> stuff that we had? Well, Mountain Dew made a Mountain Dew with gingerbread in it. It's disgusting. It was a terrible <laughs> idea. What did you think of it? Fine. <laughs> now that's happening. This is all yeah, very, t- very tight. Do you remember... Do you remember the face Jay made when he drank the Mountain Dew? Uh, that was an impressive face. I do. It was a good face. <laughs> we'll just have to remember it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> then we had some blue blue cheese. Want to talk right? about what cheeses we had? Like a, oh, the blue cheese, that was good. It was a black and blue. Why, why don't you have the intern introduce the cheeses? There you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, wait. Why don't we introduce the intern? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we've got our show, uh, our show intern slash snack correspondent, uh, my nephew Colby Jack, and he's here. And uh, we didn't record the whole beginning of the episode. Oh, yes. So, so um, uh, he said a ton of funny things, and now he can't say them again because no, I now it feels so inorganic. Oh yeah. Be like, hey, hey, Mountain Dew, it's the dark timeline soda. Yes, I, I believe I said that it looks like a parody product from a Fallout video game. That was the big one there. Um, but yeah, the uh, gingerbread Mountain Dew soda, bad idea Mountain Dew execs, but we tried it, and so you got our money anyways. Maybe um, try ginger ale next time. Maybe, maybe. Come on, PepsiCo, get it right. Um, the blue cheese was very good. We said that it was kind of smoky, salty, but it paired really well with honey. Yeah, that's the Firefly Farms Black and Blue that uh, was bought at uh, where? Um, Accident, Maryland. Uh, it was where we bought it. Accident, Maryland. And man, did we have some good rips on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, to catch you all up, well, some of them accidents is referred to as an accidental. This is accidental cheese. Though, and uh, yeah, tell them about the goat on there. The goat? Is looking smugly at you like, oh, you look at you. You're talking about what I'm, what I'm looking like, and you're not actually recording it. <laughs> Smooth move, <laughs> idiot. I love. Do you know what the best is though? We had an accident in recording when recording about accidents. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's the curse the, of the accidental. The, acc- the accidentals knew that this would happen. talking. This uh. <laughs> This cheese, the black and blue, was purchased for $30 a pound at the East End Food Co-op in Pittsburgh. Um, and I did not get smoky. I got black pepper notes along with the salt. This stuff yeah, is... I got, I got an incredible brininess, um, a great deal of umami, and a tremendous amount of salt. This stuff is almost not blue cheese. It's really firm and... It has very little of the sort of biological activity you would. We should mention that it is a goat blue cheese. If nobody's mentioned that yet, yes. Um, it's it's it had a nice kind of goaty breakdown, little sandy. Um, it was uh, it was decent, and and it really takes off with the suggested pairing with honey, because I think the the honey walks over the saltiness and sort of allows you to. 
taste the uh, the cheese without the yeah. Rice. I think that's what it is because you get the sweet and salty with the honey and the blue cheese. Snacky. Uh, it is snacky. It is, and it's a uh, it's a good small tasting size. You know, yeah, it's 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 enjoyable. But I feel like we've been talking about it for like twenty minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll go on to the second one. It's recommended. Um, Our second cheese, this is the uh, Capriole Giuliana. We've had a Capriole before. I don't remember if it was covered in flowers. It was covered in chestnut leaves soaked in brandy or some kind of tasty liqueur. This one is covered in flowers. It is. It's also really quite fragrant. Like, and don't. Be fooled by the juxtaposition of flowers and fragrant. It does not smell like flowers. Yeah. Oh. It smells, it's like it's trying to do the poopery thing where it's like, let's Unless. cover that scent up with flowers, but <laughs> the flowers are getting bowled over. And Thank you for that, that, Jack. Yeah, that's very appetizing. <laughs> yeah, anytime. That's what we're here for. And then oh, we're gonna... It's a bathroom cheese. Right. <laughs> All right, just a full disclosure, we trimmed off the dry outer part of this and just are taking a fresh slice. Oh, really? We just... Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Because right. this looks like a half, what we got was like a half round, it's like a round cheese that was cut in half. Yeah. Um, so we just trimmed the dry part off of the cut end. Yeah. It's really beautiful, it's got like some marigold oh. flowers or something. It's quite nice looking. Yeah. yeah it's covered in flowers. A lot of yellow dried flowers. It's interesting to me that the yellow has actually seeped into the cheese yeah. if you look at it in cross section. Yeah. Um, grab that image real quick. It smells spicy. It does smell spicy. That's what I was getting a funky oh, yeah. flower spicy smell. Aside from the cheese funk, there's it's also a flower yeah, like a, like a strong herb. Yeah. This is goat milk, animal rennet, salt, penicillium, candidum, and spices. Ooh. Uh-oh. Wow. Bob's rocked back by that one. Oh, but the rind. There's a funkiness, but then the rind, like, it blends. Is. It is. It's there's, there's kind of a ride you go on to get through the flavors there. Ooh. Right? There is a substantial funk. Yeah. Parliamentary. It almost, um... The inner layer is much better than the outer layer. It's... weird. Every time I was trying to identify what it tasted like, it said it tasted like something else. Right. Yeah. It's got a uh, complex kind of breakdown to it. It tastes like someone took a stinky cheese and was like, you know what we should do? We should cover this in grass and roll just it in grass clippings. Roll it in grass clippings and then maybe it'll smell mm-hmm. better. And then that didn't it does not smell better. No, there's the grass clippings taste like rosemary. Yeah, a little bit. There's like fennel on here. There's definitely some herbs in that mix. It's I, good. I, I'm tasting fennel. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Which is good because you need a pungent herb to kind of counteract the stinkiness of the cheese. I think it works. What do you guys think? So do you think I'm not. I'm not smelling it in my sinuses. No. I feel like uh, it kind of 
feel like it's less in, it's less offensive on the palate than in the nose. Hmm. Um, but that's really interesting. It's got like almost like a bitterness to it that's yeah. that stays on the palate afterwards, like an active yeasty bitterness. Yeah. It's a lot going on. Yeah. Right? That's quite quite a, a journey going. On. It really is. It's it's definitely kind of a roller coaster of sorts. There's some yeah. ups and downs yeah. there. Some parts of the cheese are better than others. I don't know where it's going. So uh, do you remember when we had apple blossom? I think so. It's yeah. like got flowers on it like this. Sure. So the flowers yeah, taste course. on this reminds me of how the apple blossom tasted with the flowers part, but the apple blossom yeah. cheese was like way milder. So in this cheese, it reminds me of that one, but it's playing. It's not as simple because it has the funky taste of the cheese, and then you have the spicy taste of the flowers. It's like it's. I think it's a good uh, change of you know you're you're alternating between all these tastes, but none of them are like super dissonant. And through it all, I'm kind of looking for the goat milk flavor. Hmm. This is very much a back of the tongue cheese, like the bitter the bitterness. Yeah. Um, there's there's some saltiness. But other than that, I'm not getting a lot on the front of my tongue. Like it's, it's strange. Like it feels like it should. It feels like it should hit a certain way, and it feels like it always feels like the, the like the kind of histamine reaction and like the sinus reaction to the smell. It all sounds. It all feels like it's right almost around the around the bend, and then it's just not. Yeah, and it's just kind of like a salty creaminess that breaks down rather unoffensively. So my leaving and then you got flowers, leaving bitterness. Hmm? I think that's really interesting how it does that. Yeah, I mean you so, described it perfectly. Yeah, I thought uh, it's weird. It's like a cheese that uh, it's like kind of blindfolds you a little bit. I yeah. don't know if I, if I can even taste the cheese. Like I just don't know. Again, I don't know if I'm tasting the cheese or if that's the. Yeah. Really hard to nail down yeah. despite the yeah. flowers. It's a chaotic cheese. So, yeah, that's my question with cool. that. Was with cool. the uh, blue cheese, we kind of figured out that it goes really good with honey. Sure. We said you could probably put it on, like, a burger or something, maybe, like, some honey barbecue or whatever. Yeah. What would you put this cheese with? What would like? What could that honestly pair with? Cause I, you could only pair it. I don't think you could really put it on something. I think it's an eating cheese. Other than something purely neutral, like a bread, bread or a cracker, like, what could honestly yeah. go smoothly with the journey that that cheese takes you on? <laughs> well, I think because of the saltiness, you're looking for some sort of fruity kind of uh, juicy kind of limoncello. That brings out all the Some limoncello, some, uh, some, you know, tart apple. Ooh, but that's bad. Rochelle does not like it with honey. that I would put this on. Like, I'm not going to oh. grate this onto something. Like no. it, I'll try I feel it. like the content. No. No honey? No. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't imagine that would be good with honey. But, but then again, it doesn't make, make, make sense that the blue cheese is good with honey either. Something like bittersy? Something, um, dude. Something bright and citrusy. Like, you yeah. should submit this to Mountain Dew. That'll be the next flavor. <laughs> no, Caprial <laughs> Mountain Dew. You just did great having it in partnership. <laughs> you, just, you just pop open that can and you're hit with the whiff. 
of Capriol cheese. <laughs> you may just end the episode right there. We've um, got a third floral cheese. I don't know if you remember. It was called Appleine. They were small, soft, um, little, almost like dollops of cheese with flowers on them, and they were they were like a sweet, soft cheese. I think that was the best floral cheese we've had because the sweetness and the milkiness of the cheese played off with the the flowers, the the little bit of bitterness you get, and a little the, all the interesting flavors you get from the flowers. The flowers kind of confuse me on this because they're the flavor of them isn't strong enough to to walk over anything in the cheese. And I feel like the I don't know if that's where the bitterness at the end comes from. Yeah, I, I don't I think that, I think you said it right when you said it first that there's a back and forth and they kind of mix together and complement each other and change. I don't I don't know that you can really separate them. No, you really can't. And it's, uh, well, it's weird. <laughs> Did we try dipping this one in the honey? Yeah, they tried it. Yeah, not Rachel not said, uh, do not attempt. Do not attempt. Talk to him. You're going uh, to have a bad time. <laughs> um, so, I'm a big fan. I'm of mixed feelings about this. Like, this is really interesting, but it's really interesting in the way that, like, is good for you. Not necessarily one that I'm going to be like, oh, hey, it's almost like a medis- like interesting and almost a medicinal. <clears throat> you get, like, the bitterness and the vegetable sort of darkness, and then you get the funk of the cheese, and then it tapers off just kind of leaving a little bit of the flavor. Um, it's not something I would, like, necessarily put out as a... Like a mainline eating cheese. Okay, but I, I will say this to interject on that: it is a nice looking cheese. Oh, it's yeah, it really brightens up a cheese board. Dead sure. cheese that's covered in flowers. But and, you, uh, you know, it has a wow factor. You know, I think some of the problem is it does not go well with sweet things. So if you guys just had forty grams of sugar in your Mountain Dew, and then yeah. we just we just had honey. <laughs> I think this would this really one. do well in a savory context. Oh, you know. yeah. yeah, I mean, what are, you, what are you putting this alongside? I mean, put it on a cheese board with other, like, dry, like, provolone or... Meats. I can see what the super meats. sauce is. Meats, yeah, for sure. like that. A good dry salami? Maybe a, dry some salami. Swiss cheese. Maybe pepper. I can see that. Um... I think this cheese is a success because there's so much going on there. It's not it's not a snacky cheese. It's not something you're going to pound a ton of it. But I think there's so many different flavors and it's so complex. I think it's, um, you know, it's a more of a conversation piece. It's a big cheese. Do you remember that one SNL skit with Larry David where he's Kevin Roberts in the oh, FBI yeah. transit? This cheese is Kevin Roberts. It cannot be explained. It doesn't it make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. It's a thinking cheese. It's yeah. a thinking cheese. It's a thinking Not cheese. everything is cut and dried. There are some. There are some. He- what was the term? Head, head, head scratchers. Head scratchers out there. It's a head scratcher. It's a head scratcher cheese. 
I think uh, it's, but I think it's balanced. You know, it's it's maybe not a snacky cheese, but I think it's got a balance of flavors. I think it it's like an appetizer cheese. Maybe what your appetite. You don't eat a lot of it, but it's it's super interesting on a good grainy cracker. Yeah, and honestly, it's it's sort of inscrutable enough that it uh, that it is going to it's going to inspire conversation about it, which uh, is great when you're in the uh, when you you know like to talk about cheese, which I think we do. Um, For what it's worth, I think it's more. This is going to sound weird coming out of my mouth, but I think it's more interesting, just a better cheese than than the. The black and blue. I enjoyed it more. It's definitely more interesting. More experience. Yeah, that's the thing. You can get you can get a blue cheese motif in any number of ways. So it's like another blue cheese that's pretty decent has a lot to go up against. I disagree. You know? Yeah. You know? I think this blue cheese is really good. Mm. Um, it is really good because it's. It's not oily, it's not greasy, it's not, like, soft. It is a hard blue cheese that tastes like salt and black pepper. It's true. It's not something you get that often. Yes. But so, I just wanted to hear Jerome This one's say all covered in flowers and has sort of a bluey <laughs> rind, but not. And uh, it, it, can, it tastes like the sea and grass clippings all at once. And it's... And it does not go good with honey. And you're not sure if it's the cheese or the rind you're tasting, or like, well, that, is that even cheese? Best thing in terms of like, what is cheese? Why is cheese being a successful cheese. cheese? I think in terms of just like, which one would I rather eat again? I'd probably just say the blue cheese. I feel like that's more of a comfort cheese. Sure. But I think I'm gonna remember the Capriole more than that black and blue exactly. cheese. Like I'm gonna like, it's so much more of a distinctness yeah. to it. You had to take time with it. Yeah. You know. Um, it's a thing that, like, you were forced to put on your mind and think about it. Rather than it's a head scratcher, cheese. You know? It's, um, <laughs> who made this again? This is Capriole. Capriole. Yeah. It's called Capriola. Juliana. I don't know. Indiana, I think. Oh, really? Um, Capriole seems like a uh, company that is is pretty okay with doing sort of outsider cheese you know, artisanal, fancy stuff. This was Capriole Incorporated, Greenville, Indiana. Greenville, Indiana, you were right. Would you say that it boasts a beguilingly feminine appearance? <laughs> what? The Capriole oh, the cheese? Is that what it says? Yes. Well, the, I mean, they called it the Juliana. I feel like that's, like, hey, I feel like that's right on the yeah, the, You got some um, flour? And they refer to it using in the feminine. Like, she boasts a beguilingly feminine appearance. There's a lot of flavor. Nice. <laughs> yes, the flavor is like, like very flavorful. <laughs> um, I like both of them. I thought they were both uh, good uh, experiential cheese uh, stuff. That the kind of cheese that you know, uh, it's it's complex and rewarding enough, like just in and of itself, that pairing it and like applying it to other things is not necessary. It's a cheese. Uh, these are both cheeses that uh, invite you to uh, experience them just on their own, so you can really kind of appreciate it. Word, word, indeed. And that, I'm super excited that we found a cheese that goes well with honey, because I think that's the first okay. cheese I've had that went that well with honey. Oh, even better than the Chris Lloyd. 
Well, no. That Blackwood stuff is good. Chris Lloyd is a uh, seasonal Australian cheese, uh, Woodside Cheese Rites. Uh, We had a cheese that was a extremely competent goat cheese. It wasn't the salt bush. It was the... Blackwood. Yeah. I could see that. It came with a vial of honey. I've needed oh, it. Came with, honey. it came with a little vial of honey that was the best. Oh. Well, maybe that was just they had really good honey. I might have Australian tricked myself beans. also because, you know, when you're paying Chris Lloyd amounts for cheese, it <laughs> seems like you're going to be like, oh, that honey tastes fantastic, even if it's just regular honey. No, no that, and that uh, was native Australian honey from, like, native Australian bees. It was great stuff. I've been keeping an eye on Chris Lloyd uh, on the Internet looking for uh, them to drop something new. And um, what are they really new available. Not really anything new available. Last newest thing I'm saying is like saltbush. And we had that a couple of years ago. Hmm. So we're going to keep watching. And uh, eventually they'll put out a cheese with cockroaches on it. I don't know. They did ants. <laughs> it comes after ants. Um, anything but cockroaches. Anything but cockroaches. Oh, and, uh, and, and house uh, House centipedes. They can stay in the basement too. Centipedes and my cheese? Well, that's episode 139 of Gouda on Gouda, at least like three quarters of it. Um, (laughs) Sorry, guys. It's, uh, you know, hey, sometimes you just don't hit record. It's all right. You still eat the cheese. You still talk to your friends. It's no big deal. So so that's, uh, yeah. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Indeed. All right. Um, if you stop recording now, does it uh, actually, it doesn't end the call, does it? I don't believe so.